Welcome to the Crown Council Mentor of the Month. This year, our Mentor of the Month presentations will focus on practice fundamentals. Fundamentals are the most essential part of a business. They serve as the groundwork for success and need to be reviewed and re-reviewed no matter where you are in the timeline of your career. Coach Vince Lombardi once said that football is two things. It's blocking and tackling. I don't care about formations or new offenses or tricks on defense. You block and you tackle better than the team you're playing, you win. This year's Mentor of the Month interviews will review business fundamentals. They are the blocking and tackling of business success. Please enjoy now this Mentor of the Month presentation. Welcome to the Crown Council Mentor of the Month program. This is Steve Anderson. Uh, for the last 23 years, our mentor this month has spent her career in specializing in the lending needs of dentists, having designed and implemented thousands of plans to fit dentists varying, have dentists varying banking needs, everything from real estate and construction to equipment, lines of credit, refinancing, student loans. So she's seen just about everything uh, in her career. For the last 11 years, she has been the market president in dental professional and executive lending for T-Bank, a specialty bank with the focus of the lending needs of dental and medical professionals. So we welcome her and her years of experience and wisdom today as she shares the debt trap, the dark side of debt and borrowing in dentistry. So Audrey Wendell, welcome. Thank you very much. And uh, I'm, I, I put you, I'm putting you to the test on this one. Um, this, is kind of, this is kind of like, we could have called this confessions of a banker. <laughs> so um, yeah. there's, uh, there's a lot of, I think one of the quite first questions I have for you is why are so many banks so eager to lend to dentists? And what are all the traps that a dentist should look for to say, gee, this, this may be not what I ought to do. So let's start with that is why, um, why are banks so, so eager to, to get dentists? In fact, even more so today than physicians and a lot of other medical professionals. Yes, they are. Um, there's something about the spirit of these dentists. I don't know where it comes from, but their um, payment history is uh, second to none. I mean, we just, have had a great deal of success at our bank. I know other banks have um, in that these dentists just pay their bills and their credit history um, is, a, is a big attraction for banks because we, have, we, do, we base everything on what the risk is of a borrower. And the greater the risk, um, the more difficult and the higher the interest rate is. So what has happened is in the dental industry, because of their great success that they've had with the banks, it just opens up the opportunity where, you know, they're going to get extremely competitive rates and terms out there. Uh, it's pretty hard to compete in that. And I, I, I hear from other uh, lenders at our bank, actually, that don't work in dental that say that, that say, why are they getting such a great deal? <laughs> and it's, it's, it's just very simple. The, the default rate is just so minimal um, in, the, in that world. So that gives them the opportunity to say, wait a minute, why are you offering this? My local bank, I have my deposits with you, but why am I getting a better deal over at T-Bank? So that, that's kind of a segue into the, what they should or should not be looking at in, in some of the tracks is, 
you know, make sure you're not getting taken advantage of. There's really no reason for that. You, you really are a great qualified borrower. So, you know, when you're looking at proposals, I, you know, I'm very happy to do this. I do it all the time as I, I have clients that, that send me their proposals and say, is, is this, is this right? I, mean, I noticed that there was a prepayment penalty, but I don't understand what this means. And they're not calling it a prepayment penalty. They're calling it a cancellation fee or what have you. So, um, and if it says, you cannot repay this loan um, within 12 months, that's a penalty. <laughs> um, also, there's um, if you cannot borrow today, this is the simplest term I can tell them. If you can't borrow a million dollars today and pay off the bank a million dollars plus one day of interest, whatever it is that they're telling you, you are paying a penalty because that is a simple interest note. Um, and that, that's the way that all these dentists that are out there that are borrowing funds, there's really no reason for them. They can negotiate it. And I've been known to help them with that. Even if I know I can't give them a better deal, um, they've got a great deal somewhere else they might not have been able to get with me. You know, I can tell them, look, you don't need to pay your prepayment penalty with them. Tell them you'll go with them and that's great and you want that rate. And I bet you they can negotiate out of it. So we try and help them with that. Um, so that they're, they're not stuck in it because when they're ready to do something or two or three years, have a buyer come in, they want to refi their debt, they have to take a lien on it. Guess what? They're stuck. Now they're stuck. They cannot change their, their loan. Um, they have a five, sometimes it's a five, four, three, two, one, which is 5% the first year, 4% the next year, 3%. Um, and, and they just, it's a shame, you know, when they have to roll in an additional 10, 15, $20,000. Just to get out of yeah. So what are some of the biggest questions that, I mean, if you had to give me a list, if I were totally uneducated and had never really gone in, um, start me kind of the basic level, what are the biggest questions that I should always ask before I ever sign for a loan? That's a great question because that, that's really important. The, the main thing is you want to know what amount you're borrowing. Okay, and that I know that seems really simplified, but if you're if you're if you're buying a practice for eight hundred thousand and they're only doing a loan for six hundred thousand, let's find that out up front. Uh, let's not wait till you're in the approval phase of it and say, "Whoa, wait a minute, we're not doing one hundred percent financing of the." So that's just that's just the overall basic. Also, term. Okay, you're offering me a ten-year payment, but how long am I locked at that ten years? Are you doing a balloon? A lot of doctors don't understand what a balloon payment is. A balloon is at, at the end of five years, if it's a five-year balloon, seven-year balloon, what have you, that balloon payment is due in full. And there are various reasons why banks do that. Sometimes they're just hedging on the rate, and sometimes it's a credit issue. They say, well, we like the deal, but we want to call the note in five years. We want to see what's going on, get all the new financials, and refinance it. But guess what? If things aren't up to their needs or up to their expectations, they're going to say, you owe us right now, pay it off in full. And so balloons are really important. Is there a reprice? Is there an adjustment? Um, when's my adjustment going to occur? Are there prepayment penalties if I want to overpay? This one comes up a lot because I do this with my mortgage. I overpay $100 a month on my mortgage. Well, guess what happens? When you do that, you accelerate your, your loan so much. You'd be amazed at just how little you have to overpay your loan in order for you to take off months, even years off your loan. It's amazing. It's a, it's a great pointer that we've given people. Instead of doing a 15-year loan and really being tied on your payment, 
maybe do a 20-year loan and overpay, and then you, you're essentially going to pay it off in 15, but you're not locked in for 15 where you might right. be scrapped. So we always like to tell them to take a look at that. Um, and then in addition, closing fees. There's no reason for dentists on a practice loan to have to pay points or exorbitant fees to close their loan. There, there just isn't. They're, they're too qualified. Um, you know, for instance, I know our bank, we will close, doesn't matter the size of the loan, as a matter of fact. If it's a 10-year loan, it's a million dollars, or 10-year loan, and it's $4 million. It costs them $350 to close their loan with us. That's it. That is it. There should not be any additional fees on that. Now, if there's maybe there's a weird credit issue or something, okay, let's just say generally speaking, there's just no reason to do it. Maybe they want to lock their rates. That's a different type of thing. But if they were to come look at us and say, we want to close this loan in a couple of weeks, we get it approved, we charge, we, we ask them for a commitment up front, and that commitment goes towards their loans, not out of pocket. And then we, it's a $350 documentation fee. And what that, that fee covers are UCC filings and actually drafting the loan document. But there's no other closing costs that are going to be involved with just your standard dental practice loan um, that's out there. So is, that, always, is that true with, if it's a real estate loan as well? No. Real estate loans, you have you know, all the fun stuff. You have appraisals that you have to get. You have to get right. phase one environmental. Those are usually third-party fees that you pay. Um, and so that is something that, again, though, should be disclosed up front. You should have cost estimates all up front. Um, that way you know what you're getting and how, what your, your estimated close check you're going to have to bring for closing is going to be. So you're not shocked three days before closing when they give you your HUD statement and you go, whoa, wait a minute, I didn't know that. So um, again, doing a comparison is usually really good too. So that they've got, even with us, I, I have some clients where I say they have a great relationship with their bank and they, they're hedging and they're, I say, you know what? Let me go ahead and do a, pre, a, a pre-qualification for you, costs you nothing. And let's have you, let's put your bank to the test. Let's, let's have them give you a proposal. And they can compare apples to apples this way. Um, but again, they'll, they'll, oh, my bank said I could do it. They could do it at 4%. Well, when I look at it, I'll say, well, why don't you shoot that over to me? Let me take a look. Well, then there's closing costs. There's a fee, there's a point that's involved. There's prepayment penalties. All that it could add up to be even more than my fixed 10-year rate. Um, so those are some of the things that we like to talk to them about up front and, and, and ask them. They, and they think they're approved, but it's actually just a proposal. That's another pitfall. <laughs> oh, my bank said I could do this. And, and the proposal is not a commitment to definancing. It's, you know, they might even say, hey, Steve, how much do you need? Okay, I need, you know, 500000 I'm moving my practice. Okay, great. And that day you have a proposal. Well, you haven't given a, even a, a bank details. statement. Right. Yeah, nothing. So um, that's also important is, okay, a proposal, it should be somewhat of a qualification that, okay, we've run your credit. We've looked at your financials. We have a pretty good indication that it looks good. Now, it's not a full approval. It's got to be underwritten. But it's, but it's at least a qualified proposal, not just an arbitrary term sheet that was sent out. And then doctors are under the impression I'm approved. They're not approved yet. So we always ask them, read that language. Um, so on the real estate side, if you're, if you're financing a building, not a dental office building, um, points involved there. I mean, can I buy down the rate? which would be different than financing a practice. So do, do, does that, 
Is we it? usually on ours, it's just a, it, it, it is just whatever the rate is, it is at, at that point. You could potentially buy it down. We haven't seen much of that. That's done, I think, a little bit more on the residential, residential side, side the consumer side. For us, a commercial loan, um, mm. you know, we do both SBA and um, conventional lending. So we have the option of doing both. And typically, what, what would steer something into more on the SBA side than conventional is out of pocket. So if, if they really want a higher LTV, so their, their loan value, they might only want to put five or 10% of their money down, then we could shift them over to our SBA division and they'd be happy to do that. Um, conventional side, if you have a strong doctor or a strong practice with multiple doctors, if they have that 20% equity position, we just do that conventionally and try and keep the cost as low as possible for them. So, um, so we have both options, which is nice as a fallback for them. Um, especially if they are going to have multiple doctors that are going to get involved and they want to have just a, a, the, the most loan values they can for potentially having buyers come in. They want to keep that equity position as small as they can. So. Uh, let's talk about buyer's remorse a little bit. So this is, this okay. is the banker's version of buyer's remorse. So buyer's remorse, obviously, is you go buy something and then you get to the other side of it and go, oh, I wish I had bought that. So what are, what are some of the things that, you find when you talk to dentists that have you know gone taken out debt and then on the other once they're locked in and they've signed everything they go oh i didn't know so let's start with the first one because every loan has a call provision right yes there yes. are you really is a bank really going to call a loan really <laughs> we don't want to um there it, it's very difficult for banks to foreclose um, on a patient-based type of um, borrower, right. okay? I mean, you've got HIPAA, you've got um, all these other variations. So ideally, if somebody is heading down a road and they feel like they're stumbling, the best thing they can do is contact their banker and say, I'm foreseeing something here. Is there something we can do? The bank would rather know before you stop making payments to them or before something happens at that point. They, they would like to be in touch with you because there are so many options. I mean, you guys, for instance, you are a great resource. I could say, Steve, I've got a practice in Arlington, Texas, and they're having a hard time. Which one of our Crown Council members is interested in buying or helping this practice or, or had, knows of someone that needs that is looking in that area for practice? Right. So we just have not seen where we've had to go and foreclose on it. But the answer is yes, we could. Um, there is that there's provisions in, on, on all loan contracts that a, that a bank could go in and um, and take over that practice if they want. It, it's just a huge risk to the bank to do that. Right. So do you see other banks, um, without naming any names, that are more aggressive about that? I mean, maybe they don't have that kind of relationship with them, and they, you know, they do that. They call yes. it. And here's, here's one area, um, there, there are different buy-ins that, that occur out there and you have varying um, companies that, that specialize in that in helping doctors that buy in and sellers typically are asked to, to personally guarantee the note of the younger, newer dentist. And I can't tell you how many times I've had the conversation where they say, a lot of them already know that that's gonna have to happen. but what I tell them, the ones that question it is, okay, so here you're floating along, you've got two sides of this boat that you have to keep afloat. 
Well, if one is going and a bank comes in, the bank's not going to foreclose on half of a boat. It's going to come in and it's going to affect everybody. You're protecting yourself by being on the note because if, there, if that buyer or the borrower or buyer is 10 days late, we notify you, the seller. By the way, Joe Black has missed their payment. You're a guarantor on the note. I am obligated as a bank to, to tell you. Right. And immediately something, you know, my, oh, they, they missed their, their, their statement got thrown in, in, you know, the trash or they might uncover some other issue that might be happening that, that, you know, we are willing to work with them on, but we, we have an obligation because now they're on the note. If they're not on the note and they got this big chunk change when they sold or they, when the doctor bought in, that's their livelihood at stake. And so it really behooves them to have some interest in keeping that borrower or the buyer, their partner, um, invested in this in this practice and to, to be on the note with them. Um, you know, down the road, what we see is that after two or three years, we've had some buyers um, that have are you know, they've established themselves. They're into it for 40, 50 percent of the practice, and then they might say, you know, I really don't want Doctor uh, Smith to be on the loan anymore. It's kind of unfair to him. I've established myself pretty well in the practice, and we then we consider we release them. You know, if, if they're if they qualify on their own and don't need that, but the the first few years are essential because they they need to get to know each other too. They need to know right. You know, and I would also caution some of the sellers when they have a partner that comes in and they're borrowing and they're guaranteeing the note, they need to have that discussion. Have you had a credit problem before? I'm going to be signing on your behalf. <laughs> it's like right. a parent co-signing on their kid's auto. Like, yeah. You know, they, they have to have, they're, they're entering a marriage, a marriage of, of you know, Financial. dental partnership. Sure. All right. So um, in addition to uh, call provisions, prepayment penalties, which you've talked about, um, and uh, balloons. You talked about balloon payments you, that, you know, at the end of the loan term, there's still a balance that has to be refinanced or paid off. Um, mm -hmm. What else is kind of blindsides a lot of people that they don't know is buried in that loan document? The only other, um, I would say blindside, um, is that they, you know, they need to probably know that they're going to have some follow-up financial information that they're going to be providing to the banks. Right. Um, they think that once the loan is paid, um, you know, they're done. And then we say, hey, we need your annual return. <laughs> so they'll go, really? Why do you need to know that? And um, so at that point, they need to just realize that the banks are going to typically want to do some sort of ongoing monitoring. Um, it's usually just in the simplest form of setting in their tax return. That's all it right. is. They're, they're, they're not requiring a full financial disclosure of the buyer or of the borrower, but they might ask them to, um, to, to do some follow-up on their tax returns. I know that's in ours and um, a lot of other banks that are out there today. And so on the, on the flip side, on the bank side of that, what, you know, you get the return, they look at it. For me as the borrower, borrower so what? I mean, is that result in anything? I mean, if my tax return looks horrible, what are you going to come back and yeah. say, sorry? That's get, right. Get yeah, back? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, we don't collect it just to throw it in the file. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we usually have somebody that's reviewing it. And if there are no red flags, you'll never know the difference. It's just going to go in the file and everything's great. 
Um, but if there's something going on, we're trying to do our best to anticipate any issues and say, whoa, wait a minute, something major happened in the practice. Mm -hmm. They did not let the bank know that they got rid of two associates and now it went from, you know, a $2 million practice down to an $800,000 practice. We need to know that. <laughs> so um, we'll see that in the tax return. You know, usually not a non-issue, but um, they should be prepared if something major happens and, and they have not disclosed it to the bank. We will uncover it with the tax return, typically. We will review it. <laughs> you oh, will find the it. tax return and just file it away. No, we actually do look at it. So, I can I can run, but I can't hide. That's right. Exactly. Excellent. Uh, thank you, Audrey. Any other um, any other issues that uh, you can think of that you know for anybody who's you know got any kind of debt or anything that you know inside secrets that bankers sure. never tell. Sure. <laughs> I mean, there, yeah. I mean, there's um, there is a false um, falsehood out there that if you filed bankruptcy at some point in your life um, that you're just no longer qualified as a buyer or a borrower anymore. Um, there Again, circumstances arise in your life and, um, and that's not necessarily always the case. And sometimes it's a, it's a buyer buying into a practice and the seller's willing to guarantee it. We still have the strength of that seller. Um, we've done loans for doctors that had a, something that happened five, six, seven years ago that have reestablished themselves, reestablished their credit, um, have accumulated a little bit of wealth since then, and they just need to be prepared to have an explanation as to why they had to file in the first place. So, um, so, so that's something that I would let everybody know. And again, I can't stress enough how important it is to keep your payments current, especially your mortgage. Um, that hits you the most on your credit report. You could have four 30-day lates that are a year or two years old on credit card payments, and eh, it might affect it slightly. Uh, you have one recent mortgage payment that's late in the last 12 months, hugely affects your credit score. Gotcha. Um, it just, it, it really has a, has a big effect because that is your biggest debt usually. And, and that's very, you know, credit agencies find that to be the most alarming um, concern out there would be that mortgage payment. So they, they would rank that if you're, if you're not making your house payment on time, something's critically wrong. Major. Exactly. It's the roof over your head. Good. That's right. Yeah. Um, perfect. Thank you. So um, as a Crown Council resource partner, uh, you and T-Bank are always available to answer any finance questions, review debt, uh, all for no charge. Just That's give right. your wisdom and advice. So uh, share with us your contact information for those that are listening, uh, okay. where they can find Audrey. Okay, they can email me at A-W-E-N-D-E-L at tbank.com. They can call me at 972-720-9026, or they can call my cell phone, always available there too, 972-689-2400, and text works as well. I text to Ted, so that's not a problem. Um, they can go, also go to our website at www.tbank.com, and go to lending and they'll have all of our management information there. Um, they can contact us that way as well. But easiest thing is just to email me, call me, text me, not a problem. Perfect. Thanks for sharing what you have today. Your uh, years of experience doing this, especially in the dental industry is very insightful and we appreciate you sharing your great wisdom today. Well, thank Thanks, you so much Audrey. for having me, I enjoyed it.
Thanks for being our mentor of the month. All right, thank you.